Despite losing Matthew Kachuk and Gustav Forsling in the final 40-plus minutes, the Florida Panthers tilted the ice but lose a heartbreaker late. And now their 11-game road winning streak has come to an end. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, February 23rd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News. You can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. You can follow this show anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. And thankful, even though it's a loss for the Florida Panthers, a one nothing shutout loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. Grateful to be once again here on a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Nick Fairbanks is back here on the show. Nick, welcome back to the Lockdown Panthers in a game where I would say it's not necessarily, I wouldn't call this a feel-good loss for the Panthers mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm not so down in the dumps about this one where the Florida Panthers uh, tilted the ice in the final 40-plus minutes without Matthew Kachuk, without Gustav Forsling, and the loads of line combinations we saw on the night. Lundell playing with uh, on Barkov's wing. Carter Verhage, um playing on the fourth line here here and there. Verhage going back to uh, going to back to this, uh, second line with Bennett and Kachuk, you name it. And then, and then Oyel Ekblad, you name it. <laughs> It was a lot on the night, and the logging of minutes for for Brandon Montour twenty eight minutes uh, too. Uh, what 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 is your overall assessment on the night for the Cats? I think um, outside of the loss, and it's unfortunate that they did lose. Um, it actually showed me much more positive than it did negative, uh, just because it showed me that Carolina barely hung on to win this game without Matthew Tuchuk and Bobby Orsling that we like to call him out of the game for, you know, two periods of the game. So um, I think a lot has to do with Florida just continuing to play together, not giving up. Um, there was a few instances where they could have won. You know, you talk about the E2 Losterinen goal that was called back, Aaron Ekblad hitting the post just before the Ajo goal. And it just shows you that this team will battle and it doesn't matter who's out or who's in. You always got a chance to win. Yeah, no doubt. And Panthers, they definitely gave themselves the uh, a best, the best chance to win. Uh, when you think about the shot on goal advantage uh, for the Panthers, uh, 40, 44 to twenty nine on the night for the Cats. I mean, the way the way they protected up the middle as, as well for for the Panthers with very very little um very little gaps. Uh, active sticks, especially. I mean, I thought Aaron Ekblad was incredible on on the night, mm-hmm. especially uh, Brandon Montour. Like we mentioned, the minutes he logged. As far as the power play goes, uh, because of because of the shakeups and and the uh, injuries as well, we saw Oliver Ekman Larson on power play one with and Brandon Montour on power play two as well. Uh, there, where you know with. With with Kachuk missing and all, you you want you want guys who could 
move the puck a little fast on that second unit as well, where, where you, that's why, that's why I believe Paul Maurice did make that switch on the, on the double minor that uh, the Carolina hurricanes committed on that high stick on uh, Nick cousins by Jordan stall. But also just the fact that it's already tough enough to play 11 F seven D when you have an mm. odd number on the forward lines, but it's, it's a little, it's a little harder with when the odd number is his 10 is uh is 11 11 forwards uh and five defensemen mm-hmm. as well when when it, when it comes to that and the fact that the panthers they didn't get a too many men call on the night too is also <laughs> a, a very you gotta give credit to the coaching staff on the communication there and everybody just yelling yelling out their assignments of who's gonna go where on on x time uh, on the ice as well so that's that's really the impressive thing about this when you lose two guys of that of that the caliber of Kachuk and Forsling. Definitely. And um, you know, when you have to put your lines in a blender, you know, I think I read somewhere that Lomberg, Barkoff, and um I forget who the other person was on the wing, you just you'll never see that line ever again. Um it just goes to show that this team has depth and that they can put anybody anywhere and they'll play and they'll make uh, an impact. Um, I will say this, and I know I am the president of this fan club. Anton Lundell looked like a man again tonight, and he has for the past two weeks, which is great to see. Um, I thought he was more noticeable than Barkoff tonight uh, as far as, like, trying to make plays and make things happen. But, you know, at the same time, when Paul Maurice has to switch the lines like that, um, you know, and you have to put players together that haven't really played together, I mean, that's basically the essence of their game. They have to dump the puck down to win battles, and they did that uh, pretty much all game. They didn't give Carolina a lot of room. Uh, they controlled the neutral zone for the most part, um, you know, and Bob did his job. So uh, can't really say much more, um, you know, and I'll leave it at this. We didn't lose that game. Paul Maurice <laughs> probably. Kind of uh, mocking uh, Rod Brindamore on that when it comes to not getting swept. Uh, not getting That's swept an all-timer. In. And uh, mm-hmm. what happened after the whist, the final buzzer as well, them getting into the face of each other. I mean, you think about, I mean, think about back in the postseason. I mean, there was a 0-0 game and then the Panthers score on the power play thanks to Sam Reinhart in uh, game three as well. So this is not unfamiliar territory for either one of either of these teams going back to last season's matchup as well. And just... When you think about the multitude of scores for the Carolina Hurricanes as well, which multiple 10, 10 goal, um, double digit scores for them, and and really all the issues that they fixed throughout the last few weeks uh, from their blue line and their goaltending as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, this is this is uh, this is playoff hockey at its finest, and they said it. I, they said it a lot. This word on the broadcast a lot, and I'm gonna bring that word here. Battle. They. Mm-hmm. It really came down to battling for who, and I tweeted this. I believe it was in the middle of the second period. Whoever scores the first goal wins. And, and then I, I looked back. Someone replied to it after the game. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it! It had to be the one with 19 seconds in. Shortly after Aaron Ekblad hits the post, and then uh, <laughs> Sveshnikov gets a, a shot blocked, and then uh, Sebastian Aho scores top shelf, uh, bar down, excuse me, on on uh, on Sergey Bobrovsky. Uh, with 19 seconds left, just a bummer. Bummer. A lot of posts were hit. There was yeah. one. There, there, there was one post where 
uh, where I, I'm, I'm blanking on the, 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 there was multiple posts and crossbars on one of the power plays that they had. Uh, Etu drive hits the post, and on that same one, Barkov is fed on 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 the right flank, and his wrister hits the crossbar, and then goes to yep. the netting. It's just like man. But also that goes to show that the goaltenders are taking away the position, uh, the 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 angle that that gets mm-hmm. them that open net as well. So it's so yeah, we say oh yeah, I think the posts are there, but also credit to the goalies for not getting uh that those pucks through the open net and there's also one chance by evan rodriguez on a little uh uh tic-tac-toe by him and lusterina that it looked like it went in every i was yelling goal and then it that one just uh does not get into the back of the net uh yeah uh tough one for the panthers uh and it it, it you you see zero points on the night but it, it really again it didn't it didn't feel that it didn't feel like they deserved the zero points no, definitely not. And that and that's the beautiful thing about this game. And, you know, I, I will give Rod Brindamore more credit. Um, all the last games besides the first game of the season against Carolina have all been really tight, really close games. They could have gone either way. Um, so I understand completely what he was trying to allude to last, uh, you know, in the playoffs last year. But I also allude to you in your tweet saying that, you know, the team that scores the first goal is going to win. There's a 50-50 there. And that's all this this game was. So um, Florida just came out at yeah. the you know the short end of it, which is fine. But again, I think if you look at it on the whole, I think you can take a lot more positives out of this. Yeah. Um, I won't probably get into a lot of other ones just because um, I don't want to speculate about the injuries right now. But um, let's just say Vegas might not be the only one trying to take advantage of cap circumvention. But again, I don't want to say that those players are going to be out long term. Yeah, uh, and that's referring to Mark Stone, who's now on LTIR uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. So, still early to see to tell whether the whether the Panthers will go that route. In fact, but we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to discuss our three stars and when we thought this game was lost. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by In- Indeed. And we are in the search for better. And with Indeed is your hiring and matching platform with over 300 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications, preferences every day, Indeed is the matching engine that is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 300... 300- 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. The listeners of this show can get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your job more vis- visibility at Indeed.com slash on. Just go to Indeed.com slash on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Locked On Sports Today is he is the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and it's also available on the Fire Amazon Fire TV ch- channels app. 
Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV's channel app. Here back on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. The Florida Panthers lose one to nothing with 19 seconds left in regulation. And for this one, Nick, as far as the it's funny because the last go round, the last time the Panthers lost a hockey game, last uh, just a few weeks ago on a on a Tuesday <laughs> against the Philadelphia Flyers, which not only the eleven game road winning streak is over, the six game winning streak is over for the Panthers overall. So it's funny because you want part of you wants to choose three duds of the game for this one, but I'm I'm gonna go with stars on this one because <laughs> the Panthers gave them every gave themselves every single chance to win. But first star is Pior Kachekov. Facing 44 shots, none of them going in. Sebastian Ajo with the game winner. And the third star for me is Brandon Money Montour. Uh, shout out to Kirby Lupo on that nickname. Uh, 28 minutes and 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 played in all situations uh, for the Cats and was definitely needed on the night. And also credit to honorable mentions is Carver Hagee, Sam Bennett, Sam Reinhart. All three of them had at least six shots on goal on the night as well. All Reckman Larson, another honorable mention, which those first 16 games of him being on that top pair has really paid dividends in the season that has been for the Florida Panthers as well. So this is why you build, you built what you did in the first 16 games to get to this point whenever and to have the embarrassment of riches as far as the depth for the Panthers. Uh, as far as that, where, like we said, Josh Mahara, a guy who played 82, all 82 games in the postseason, he's the, mm-hmm. he's the one just, unfortunately, the odd man out. So this, this is why, this is why you get the depth that Bill Zito gets, got during the offseason. How about your three stars of the game? Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Kajekov, uh, number one. I'm going to make Sergey Bobrovsky number two, because without him in the first period and also that Scorpion save. Oh, uh, this game would have been over long before. Yeah. Um, best save of the night. And then third, um, I'll, I'll give it to Sebastian Ajo. Uh, that was a beautiful shot to uh, end the game, uh, bar down. And, you know, it, honorable mentions, um, I'll do Ichu Lusterainen and Lundell uh, just because I felt like they were the best line outside of, you know, before Tuchuk got hurt in that second line. Um and then, you know, I felt like the whole defense did well. I don't think that they really made, you know, glaring mistakes. And, um, you know, they played it tight, and they didn't let Carolina have anything. So I'll I'll do that as an honorable mention. Mm. Yeah, and uh, Sergey Borowski, that, that save on uh, Marty Anxious, because that's not the first time that uh, <laughs> Sergey Borowski has had a big save on Marty Anxious. You just – it's funny because I, I tweeted – these words for a reason because when Sergey Borowski started um, stopped Marty Natchez on that breakaway in game one with seven minutes left in regulation, I said, remember that save. I wanted uh-huh. to do the same thing again tonight, just hoping that we we would come back to that moment and say that was the part where we thought the game was won or lost uh, there as well. But unfortunately, the Panthers did not win this game, which is a good segue to the part when we thought this game was won or lost for the Cats. 
And for me, it was the Florida Panthers' inability to convert to convert on their four-minute power play, which Jordan Stahl hits Nick Cousins up high. The Panthers are given a double minor. Uh, excuse me. The Carolina Hurricanes are given a double minor uh, <laughs> after originally not called. And blood, uh, <laughs> Nick Cousins is gushing with blood with blood on the near side half wall as, as well. And just and just the inability to find a way to convert and the amount of times they crashed in net as well, the amount of zone time too. Just the inability to convert there is my moment where I thought this game was lost for the Panthers. How about you? So I, I'll answer mine in just a second, but I thought it was actually kind of interesting that they decided to review that play and actually call it because there was a play, I believe in game three or game four of the Eastern conference finals, where they basically almost had the same thing. There was a high stick at the end, at the other end of the ice and a Carolina player took the brunt end of that. And it, it was like, literally like, it was really bad and they didn't call anything. They didn't review it. Nothing. So um, again, I'm just really surprised that they decided to go back and do that. But um, as far as when I thought this game was won or lost, uh, Los Dorinas goal being called back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt like it was that late in the game and that that was the opportunity. And as soon as the Panthers, if that went through, that they're going to lock it down. Unfortunately, I think uh, since it was called back, they had to open up a little bit more and um, they just weren't able to get one past uh, Kachekov. And it sucks to say, but you know, it at least it's a regular season game. Yeah, you know, it's not a playoff game. Yeah, and that's a few minutes right before Aho uh, scored, and just Beagle jumping, jumping up in the play, and then that beautiful feed. Even though mm-hmm. it's called back, we gotta appreciate the feed that that Mikola got on that centering uh, to Etulis Rain. And let's also not forget. There's a centering feed that Sebastian Ajo did not convert with an open net. Yeah, Sergey Bobrovsky was way to his right, and I'm like, okay, that yep. that that. And even before Goldie said they're going to review this one, I'm like, is that the moment when when we thought this game was won or lost? I'm always thinking about that constantly throughout the game. Like, is this <laughs> is this that for 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 the Panthers or the opposition? Also, speaking of Mikola, early in the game. Him and Brett Pesci were uh, were uh, pushing back and forth, and Mikola had a little bit of blood in his uh, uh, coming out of his lip. Not as much as uh, Nick Cousins, but mm-hmm. not, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing called on that one uh, early, early in this one. But the uh, very uh, as far um, as far as the game goes, I mean, not a lot of penalties, a lot of uh, five on five play. Uh, Fifty one minutes uh, of total five on five play. Fifty one thirty eight to be exact. Uh, for for the for the Panthers, so honestly, uh, pretty even out game. I mean, we, the style of play. I mean, fat. They're the forwards on both teams are fast. They get they're in on the forecheck. They close gaps. I mean, listen, it, it just goes. It's the same thing we said last season. These teams are just built so similarly. So whenever you see the stats of goals against being on the top three. Special teams being on the uh, being on the top three, especially both with penalty kill, it's to no mm-hmm. surprise that a game like this uh, ended up uh, one nothing. Especially with the low scoring games that we saw in games one and two last postseason, uh, how they how those turned out. For sure, and uh, you know they let the boys play. Um, 
I, I, I'll be honest. I thought the Kulikov penalty was a little soft compared to what was going on uh, during the game. Uh, unfortunately, he got called for grabbing or holding, and yet, you know, they had to review the Cousins play to get a double minor on that one. So uh, I'm glad they did let him play. I wish more uh, refs would call it that way. Um, I think you do get a much better game and you get the teams uh, a little bit more heated or more riled up. And to me, it's just a better overall product um, instead of just, you know, like the Pittsburgh Penguin games that we've had earlier this year where the Panthers were called for eight and nine penalties. It's just like, okay, so what are we doing here? You're just going to call every single time a guy gets hit you know, on the shins, um, you know. So overall, was really pleased with that part of the game. Um, you know, I do wish that they did convert on the uh, four-minute power play, but, you know, Kachekov, as you said, was playing the angles the right way. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Well sound in his crease as well. So uh, just this is one that you, like you said, it's a regular season game. You turn the page. And a big opportunity coming this weekend, which before before we talk about the weekend, we are going to provide you guys with a, an injury update to Gustav Forsling and Matthew Kachuk in the third and final segment. We're going to discuss that here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. And grocery bills are so expensive these days, but now... They don't have to be. Start getting cash back on your grocery shopping with the free Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. Do you love making money, but also love spending money? Don't we all? Now you can make money while you spend money every time you shop with Ibotta. Ibotta is the free app that gives you the most cash every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That covers the total cost of an entire shopping trip. So you can buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to, to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join over the 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop with over 2,700 2, brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using code LOCKEDONNHL. When you register, go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code LOCKEDONNHL. That's Ibotta in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKEDONNHL. Third and final segment here on this Friday, February 23rd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on the Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. So, Nick, wanted to wait uh, until a little bit after the mm-hmm. the media availabilities as well. And usually during post-game shows, I don't refer a lot of the media availabilities unless A, I'm in the building for the game, or B, injuries. Because mm-hmm. that's the, those... I want to save those four days after, obviously. Uh, but... With with the updates for today uh, on on the on the injuries, which the Panthers played forty plus minutes without Kachuk and Forsling, which Forsling left with like six fifty seven left in the first, mm-hmm. and Kachuk's was uh, about like one fifty, which uh, the the Panthers iced the puck, and also 
Matthew Kachup looked like he grabbed his chest area. Yep. Uh, on the bench when the referee was trying to get him back on the ice after the Panthers iced the puck. So yeah. don't want to speculate here. But Paul Maurice did say day-to-day. But you have to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt because we've seen day-to-day go to a week. Uh, example, Barkov. <laughs> uh, we've seen that yeah. multiple, multiple times uh, with him. So day-to-day is the status for Matthew Kachuk. And Paul Maurice did say that they will both be reevaluated tomorrow. But just got an email from the Panthers PR department announcing the practice schedule for tomorrow. This, earlier this week, the date said TBD, but they just sent an email saying that the Panthers will not practice tomorrow. And they will have a 9.30 morning skate on Saturday. So mm-hmm. they will be the Panthers will be in a bill in the building tomorrow at Fort Lauderdale, more than likely, but not in a practice setting. So gonna see the doctors, gonna get checked, but we won't but the public won't know anything until we have that question mark in our brains. Are they gonna hit the ice for morning skate when they face the Washington Capitals? Which the Panthers, they have a big opportunity in this big three-game homestand, three teams that are outside of the postseason and Washington. They just lost TJ Oshie tonight in Tampa Bay. Lower body injury. Doesn't didn't look so good. Had to be helped off the ice. Couldn't put weight on his leg. And they're without Nick Dowd as well on the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alexander Ovechkin's hot as of late, but still big opportunity, uh, despite everything uh that's going on for the Panthers. Definitely. And um I, I will say this. I'm a little bit more concerned about the forcing injury because it seems like nobody knows when it happened or yeah. what happened. We at least saw Tachuk get hit. We know where and what he was clutching. Nobody knows what happened to Forsling or why he went off. And uh, he's been arguably the Panthers' best defenseman this season. Always in, always gutting it out. And I just wonder, you know, maybe he's just like, hey, you know, we should do this as a precaution. But I would really like to hear exactly what happened and exactly uh, why they decided to keep him out. But um, – as far as the Washington Capitals go, it's always a tough game with them. I mean, they took care of Tampa tonight. I mean, who who hasn't been able to take care of them lately? I mean, Florida did. I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, the Hurricanes did. Um, yeah, it's just it seems like Tampa's really on the wrong end of uh, things right now. But you can't count Ovechkin out. He's hot right now. He's started his goal scoring in the second half against Florida. Um and you still have other players there. I mean, you have Anthony Mantha, who's rumored to possibly uh, get traded, but he's playing some of his best hockey with the Capitals right now. Um, Michael is he, another one. Exactly. And mm-hmm. um, I think that they have uh, Albell there um, that's actually starting to turn it on. I think he's one of their prospects. Um, so he's definitely trying to, you know, make an impression on that team. But, uh, again, this is the NHL. You can't take any team lightly, and you just got to take care of business. And, you know, we'll find out more on Saturday if uh, they're going to be without Forsling and uh, uh, to Chuck. And if that's the case, do does Florida call somebody up? Mm. Uh, Nicholas Obey uh, Kubel, uh, Stanley Cup champion, uh, who played for the Colorado Avalanche just a few uh, mm-hmm. uh, years ago, was a waiver claim by the by the Washington Capitals uh, as, as well. Uh, but uh, I'm looking at Alexander Ovechkin and his uh, game logs uh, specifically uh, just goes, yes, goes all the way back to uh, 
the Florida game, but actually before that, actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, so it's a uh, eight goals in his last nine. That's the number yep. that it is right now for for Ovi. So just a few weeks ago, we were saying uh, the great chase might be over, but the great chase is back on uh, for mm-hmm. for Ovi. And I don't know what the exact number is as, as far as average. Uh, that he'll need to get past 892. Uh, right now it says 838. Whatever 838 minus 892 is, and then you divide that by whatever the amount of games left. But still, the the, the chase is certainly on for 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 him and for him to break that record as as well. So just we just gotta we just gotta hope uh, now for the Panthers that everybody's healthy because the Panthers are as comfortable as can be as far as standing wise. And just a quick update before we get out of here, because the Boston Bruins uh, are on the second end of a back-to-back in Calgary. And looks like that they are up, down to one uh, in the second intermission. So as we wrap this up, we're going to watch the third intermission. And by the time you, this drops, you guys will know what that score is uh, for that. But Nick, I want to thank you so much once again for joining me on this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Unfortunately, the Panthers do get shut out. It's still I I did not. It's still weird saying that on a, for a game like this, yeah. even though even though uh, even though the Florida Panthers had the ice tilted in their favor, zero points, but not a not a discouraging one uh, for for sure. And March fourteenth, mark your calendars, everybody. That's the next matchup between this two, these two teams on a Thursday night, which will be a Fairbanks Friday uh, the next day. So <laughs> that one should be fun. So any final thoughts before we get out of here, my friend? Yeah, so I'm just going to reiterate the Panthers didn't lose. They didn't get shut out. And then on top of that, Armando, thank you again for having me on again. Uh, again, it's been fun all season. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens on March 14th. There might be uh, might be a few fireworks going off possibly possibly but uh, thank you so much as always nick and i will see you next time my friend as we will be doing uh next week's podcast on leap day uh february 29th so see you see you on leap day my friend leap Leap day fairbanks friday I, i love it see you next week and if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the locked on florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.